Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. I'm Chad. And tonight we are covering Attack on Titan Season 4, Episode 24, Episode 83, Pride. Night of the End. Yeah, or as Crunchy said, Night of the End, but it's Pride, right? Oh. Yeah, it's Pride. It's the Pride episode. We have so much to talk about real quickly before we get into this thing, so if you're the type of person who doesn't like that, I am so Leave. sorry. I'm so sorry. First, and by leave, I mean come back in 20 seconds, please. First, I want to say thank you to you. You're a good friend. You did the cutest thing I've ever seen you ever do in my life. You asked, it's a little chilly in the stew today. Uh It's very cold. And I would never have expected you to do this. You looked at me in a serious way and you said, do you want some socks? I did. And then I said, my mom might have some that fit you. And even with that little (laughs) poke of a joke there, it was so cute. Oh my God, we're such good friends. Second of all, how the heck are you? Oh, I'm great, man. All right, third of all, we got a little business to take care of. Um, we have had heard some clamorings, some requests, and we finally nailed down, did it. We've talked about it before. We got a Patreon. We did it. Um, we've officially sold out so hard. Yep. The uh, rest of AOT coverage will be behind a paywall. Just kidding. Just kidding. No. The free feed's going to stay the exact same. It's for the insane people who have actually said, hey, we want extra content. We want you guys to have a Patreon. We've got it. And it's at on. The, at the moment, it's very bare bones. Uh, we're just starting it up. There's a $3 tier, a $5 tier. $50. Have we added that one yet? Haven't added that okay. one yet. Sign up for the $5 tier. It's going to get you one extra episode per week. Okay, But if you do, you don't care about that, you can hop in, hop out at the $3 t- tier. We're going to do some polls and stuff about what are we going to cover next on the free feed? What kind of are we going to do episode by episode, season by season? Are we going to watch the whole thing? It just, that's the kind of stuff yep. that we're going to do on the Patreon. If you got questions, let us know. Put it in the Discord, Twitter, and, and it's email. also just to support the boys. It's just to support the boys. Okay. All right? You know, and my parents did say, Ronnie, I don't think it's a good idea that you quit your job to rely on this Patreon that no one signed up for yet. It hasn't even been announced. And I said, Mom, Dad, the yeah. listeners got me. And didn't you say, too, life, you can't succeed in life without risk? No, I've listened okay. to so many motivational podcasts, and they tell me to jump in with yeah. both feet. They always say, quit your, the beginning of every motivational podcast says, quit your job. Yeah. Quit your day job. And that's what I did. So I have no income at the moment. That's all going to be built up, split two ways with you. No, no, no. Okay, that's a joke. We're using the Patreon to improve the podcast. 100% of the funds will be reissued into the podcast until we get to a point where we want to. And yep. that's just we want, you know, we want videos. We want to be able to stream if we want. And no one wants this stuff. This is just stuff that we want to do. We want veneers. Our teeth yeah. are a little messed up. Yeah, exactly. Um. But no, I mean, your Guitar Hero tweet popped off the other day, so we got a lot of people asking for you to stream Guitar Hero. I got a lot of complaints on that, and by a lot of complaints, I got one. What was the complaint? It's by Ben. He's a listener that's always been around this place. He had to make a comment about me not fully FCing the song, and I agree, I was not. But like I said, I'm true to myself. And you want to say what FCing is for people who don't understand your It's just not hitting, it's hitting all the notes and not missing or messing up. Benjamin, though, decided to tell me that. And I go, Ben, I told the listeners I have not played since I was 14 years old. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, this is all talent from back then, and I'm not gonna practice. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, I'm gonna practice for the thing. I'm gonna show them my true talent of how it's like riding a bike. You don't and forget it. The Guitar Hero gods were impressed. They took your pants off. Uh, check that out at Podcast Chronic. Um, and what do you say we get into the episode? Let's Enough get of this into the bullshit. Episode. We're not the type of people who like plug all this stuff, but it's new. We wanted to let yeah. you people know. Check it out in the description, yep. the link. It's also patreon.com slash podcast chronic. If that's something you might be into. There's already one yep. episode out there, another episode coming this week. So, what so, did you think of this episode? I thought this episode was good. All right, why did you look at the TV your brain completely it, collapsed under the pressure. It went dark. It went dark really quick. Okay. Sorry, that it kind of distracted me. You know how like when you leave it on for too long, it starts mm-hmm. to go dark? That really got in my head. And that right was a little thing, that. and for some reason it just made me so mad just now. But also, um, you... I think you have a recap. I do. I, I, wanted to, I guess I wanted to talk about this before I did the recap. I did want to talk about it a little bit yeah. before. So I was going to let But yeah, I thought this episode was good. Things happened really quick. Mm-hmm. Super quick. And at first I was like, whoa, that was kind of weird. But the second time watching it through, taking notes, I was like, you know what? I'm glad that we're at this moment. Yeah. We're here. So yes. Yeah, I thought it was good. Nothing too insane happened. It just was setting up the pieces for future events. Mm-hmm. But with that said, I think there was a lot of fun moments, and I'm working on a theory that episodes like this sometimes lead to our most fun podcast. I agree. Um, as far as your recap goes, I'm getting worried for you. This segment is getting recognition more so than any segment we've had since Learn a Little Something About Ronnie and Chad. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of people like it. And I'm concerned because I don't feel like you're taking it seriously enough since you were finishing up the notes as we finished watching today's episode. Here is my disclaimer, guys. Uh Uh-huh. This, okay, few people like it. Few people hate it. We know that. But my disclaimer is that I write these notes down on the previous podcast. I don't even rewatch the previous episode. Right. I, I literally just write the notes down from my memory. Yeah. So if anything is not very good, it's because I like to keep this segment fresh. Uh-huh. I don't like to take it too serious. That's what makes it fun. It is okay. your segment. I've said from day one, I'm giving it all to you, all the glory, all the shame. Let's so see how it, it goes sucks, this week. Just know that I was writing this approximately five minutes before. I believe at Ronnie one point you did say you only do the recap when it's something, when it's a really banger of an episode, and you need a recap. Last week was a fun episode. I, when I think about it, it didn't particularly strike me as us needing a recap. But and, let's see, let's see what you okay. came up with. See, that kind of seems like you're forcing it. That's another thing. I, I almost didn't do it, but uh-huh. I said, you know what? I feel like enough happened to where I can at least come up with a few points here All to right. help some people out. I know some people missed the episode, or they're like, they're maybe thinking, oh, let's just not watch episode 82 and listen to Ronnie and Chad's episode 83 mm-hmm. uh, podcast. So I'm gonna give you the recap right now. This is Chaz Charts. Recap of the day. All right. Don't stumble over the words. Pace is so important. And I don't reread these. So when I stumble over the words, it's because this is all new. Yep. Okay. It's not me messing up. Probably some I didn't practice in there. this. All right. Dr. Gigi keeps moving forward. Annie has been evicted from her crystal and is bathing in a pool of almond sauce. Hitch, who totally hasn't slept with every MP, helps Annie find her dad. Annie's father beats Annie and says, You've been hit by a smooth criminal. He cries for her to please come home after she sends his ACL into the pads realm. Motherfucking Keith Sadies tells his disciples to infiltrate the flock cock squawk and rise up one day. 
Armin takes it easy on Mikasa and has a panic attack. R.I.P. Erwin, the Shinzo to my Sasageo. Future founder Flock Freedom Forester is living in a gangster's paradise. Jean might become cheeky again. Connie rides a horse with a miner and tells him they are on the way to a hospital. Be careful. Hanji meets with Big Dick Magath and Miss Finger while Levi can't breathe sitting in the corner with bandages all over his face. The end. Pretty good. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, didn't stumble over it. You missed a golden opportunity to call her Miss Phalange. If you knew the yep. podcast, if you knew your own podcast, you would have hit that up. I would but have. I, you know my new segment, Ronnie Reviews Chad's Recap, 92. 92, okay. Yeah, I didn't think that there was necessarily lines in there that are going to be uh, stitched onto pillows like Keith Sadie's nuts and stuff like that, but it was so well performed, and for an episode where I didn't know if we needed it, I was glad to have it. Short and sweet, right? And with that being said, 10 minutes into the podcast, let's get into the first let's minute of the episode. Right out of the jump. Oh, no, that's not right. Right off the jump. We get one of those warnings about this being for mature audiences only. Now, we've seen it before, but there seems Why? to be no rhyme or reason for when they display yeah. this in front of our faces. Um, we had Aaron's decapitated head fly across the screen without uh-huh. that warning whatsoever. And now we have like a pretty fun, lighthearted episode, and this pops up. So Yeah, I can't even think of like the most violent thing. It's probably... I- I'm working under the theory that like they just are required to show this a certain amount of times or so. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, Aaron's head got chopped off and it spun around. Our buddy Oliver, he's out for the count. His fellow comrade looks phenomenal uh, getting off of his horse, but he runs up to a clearly dead person and then gets sniped down himself by Faze Hanji. Oh, I know, dude. And Oliver, man. Mm-hmm. How sad was that when Oliver died right there? He was one of our tops to yeah. see him laying down in this field bleeding out. It's a shame. It's a real hit to the flock squawk, but what can you do? I mean, this just shows how terrible these guys really are i mean these guys they might have learned how to use a gun yeah a week ago i mean i really was impressed when i saw that guy dethrone his horse but what a fool like look at the situation before you go rushing in well that was his best friend oliver so tear juice leaks out of hanji's eyes we see poor levi with a bloody rag covering his face um hanji says that that those were the last of the pursuers she stitches them up. What a woman. A field medic, too. Seriously? She's, Seriously? She is literally everything you can ask in a man lady. That stitch job was tight. And it was not in the most easy places to doctor up. And what I like about Hanji, she is so, she's just so smart, man. She goes right back to the mm-hmm. camp that Levi was at with Zeke and the, you know that crew because they obviously had materials there. So she went and got all those materials and used it. On him. The display of time management is incredible. The wherewithal to keep an eye out for pursuers, but then also using your free time to doctor up Levi is just... And she... Oh, getting ahead of myself here. She's building a wagon for him, too. Yeah. What a woman. Um, mm. But stitches that go through your eyelid? Owie. Imagine blinking being painful. Every time you blinked, you were like stretching yeah. your stitches out. <laughs> I would love for half of my face to be blown off just to get my freaking cheeks touched by this woman. It's kind of like a sore throat, but even worse. She's operating under the theory. I've said theory too many times this episode. I th- Yeah, but this was in my notes. I'm just reading it like I yeah. put it, okay? I'm in a theorizing kind of mood. 
She's got the theory that everyone turned into a titan except for Levi because he's an Ackerman. But I think we know it's just because Levi can't appreciate a fine red. He can't appreciate a fine red. So she's assuming that he did get a little droplet at least of the fine red. Which is weird, right? They've been yeah. together enough. Wouldn't you think that she, she's familiar uh, with what's going on here? Yeah, sure. It seems like you would yeah. know. Like everyone I meet on a one night when there's you know alcoholic beverages flowing, they know that I don't drink. Yeah. So well, she probably she's knows. She's probably years. seen Levi maybe take a sip before. But like this guy would do on such an important mission, he's mm-hmm. not going to be sitting there slurping down alcohol. Like, why would he do that? It's true. So she bandages him up in a way that concerned me. Like, what a fine, yeah, is... what a fine. How do you do it? Would have been for Levi to survive a thunder spear blast and a rapid river escape just to die from Hanji suffocating him with bandages. Yeah, that would be the. That's a top five worst way to die is from bandage suffo- suffocation. Um, and we've always said that yeah, we've always said that and also why does levi still look hot as fuck with those bandages on him he really does he, i mean this guy nothing stops this guy from just looking like a whole snack he's just got a good face shape so when that's defined by the outline of bandages it's just it does him favors you know it doesn't do anything wrong to him She's talking about if Aaron betrays Zeke, the Jaegerist will control the island with spinal fluid, so their only hope is Pixis and Armin. We gotta hope that they can do yep. something. Spoiler alert, they could not. No. Yeah. Little does Hanji know that Armin was trying to help Aaron and Zeke. So she, <laughs> she's preparing uh, for them to be fugitives for the rest of their lives, and she says, times change and you end up in a yeah. cell. Nice little mm. quote there at the beginning. And she thinks back, back to, to season two. Yeah. I mean, that's came back a couple times now. Um, I think one of them was when she was having her little panic attack mm-hmm. when I felt so sorry for this woman. Like, God, I love her. And so many but, people on the couch got excited to see a glimpse of Sonus again. Of Sonus, yeah. They're like, oh, son, God. Oh, that's Sonus' son. He was such a great character. Miss him. Now, is he still alive? I can't imagine. So, Believe it or not, I don't have the... Uh, the play-by-play knowledge of Sonus just ready to go in my brain, but surely not, right? It's kind of like Daz. Like, we don't know that Daz is dead, but no. Daz has got to be dead. No way you just said his name. Okay. Who, Daz? Yeah. I don't think he's dead, you know? <laughs> got a little theory cooking. He's been hiding out in a sewer for the past 10 years. So she then gets involuntary... Pl- Oh, wait, let me try this again. She then gets involuntarily plugged into the paths. And something about this also kind of knocks Levi out of his coma. And he waits, wakes up looking for that shithead beast titan. I know. I love how he just heard Aaron declare genocide on the world. And the first thing he thinks of is, where is Zeke? What a rage boner that man yeah. has. Hanji pushes him back down pretty aggressively for someone who has a lot of injuries and is trying to recover. <laughs> shirtless Levi. We got it. Ladies I, um, and gentlemen, we got a shirtless Levi on the scene. So one time I had a surgery. I've actually had a, multiple surgeries. Like I've always said, you know, the doctors oh, tried to, yeah. I was too athletic. The doctors tried and level the playing field with all kind of ailments that they made up, I believe. And one of the times I got my tonsils taken out and I had already Ooh. been through three to five surgeries i would say and every that time one, that one butt surgery too. that one huge butt surgery yeah i was also i think 12 at this time but i already had that butt surgery 
And every time I'd ever woken up, I was in um, the recovery room with my parents saying, the way to go, Ronnie, you know, don't let this hold you back. You're still going to be yeah. incredible. But on this particular time, I woke up uh-huh. thinking I was going to see my, you know, Lars and my mommy, but I was still in what I thought was the operating room because the lights were fluorescent. Okay. There were a bunch of people clamoring around me. So I thought oh, I no. woke up during the surgery, went on for this full panic attack, and had like four doctors just pushing me down like Hanji was really? doing to Levi here. So I know how he feels. So what are you saying? You you basically had the strength of a grown man at that moment? I'm basically saying I'm Levi okay. and my 13-year-old self, even though they had just tried to once again knock me off my athletic stage was still fighting it took four people four grown men to put me down at 13 and you're 14 at the time mm-hmm. five two 207 pounds so where were we levi way, that, that's got to be like if you wake up during surgery that's got to be a top five worst moment right oh i was horrified and you know i've had another four or five surgeries yeah. since and every single time i'm nervous when they're putting me to sleep i'm like I hope I wake up yeah. at the right time. You ask them just to give you a little bit extra juice or whatever. Just they like give you. I always ask. I say, "Where will I wake up?" I'm like, "Will it be the recovery room?" And they say, "Sir, you're 25 years old. Don't worry about that so much." <laughs> Levi holds up his hands. Uh, we see that those two phalanges are completely gone. We are not they getting are. those back. That was a, I like that little joke that he pulled right there. Did you notice that? He kind of did it in a joking manner. What was that joking manner? He was like, he was basically raising up to Hanji like, these phalanges don't even need them. He's, well, like, he's high, like, look. High three. Yeah. Yeah, even though he's got them missing, he still, he wants to go get the Beast Titan right yeah. this second. He th- says, he thinks back on Zeke and says he was fully prepared to die and I didn't see it. It was my fault. I was a fool. Yeah, I mean, Zeke's will to die and to not have people be born into the, this world is just almost as high as Aaron's will to kill everyone. It was stronger than Levi gave him credit for. Levi's not cool with running and hiding, and he looks over and sees the little travel cart Hanji made for him. I mean, she's crafty, too. It's just... It's not the <sighs> finest woodwork. It's the kind of woodwork that's going to get the job yeah. done. All right. Did you talk about? I th- I think I messed up here. I want to just talk about how cute this was. Yeah, if you messed up, let's talk about it. Let's talk about how cute right it was. before Levi woke up. Hanji mm-hmm. saying that maybe we should just sit here and live here forever. Yeah, that's one of the cutest things a woman can say. Taking care of a man. If I I can only hope and dream that I find a lady one day that when my face is half blown off, she takes care of me like that and just says, you know what. I hope. I wish we could just live here forever, away from everyone. So you're the kind of guy who wants to once again quit his full time job, quit this podcast, even though we just started the Patreon, find a woman, rent or get a buy an old Winnebago, and then just travel cross country. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and I want to. I got to get in the world. I've got to somehow get a like severe injury because I feel like that's the only way a woman will ever take care of me. Okay, so not only do you want to just be you and her by yourself, you want to have an injury that requires yeah. her to take care of you. I want to maybe like save uh, mm. save somebody from a, a car accident that's on fire, and like half of my face gets caught in the blast, yeah. and then I save them, and I'm like a hero. And I feel like that's a terrible example, because while you would be horribly disfigured, perhaps, you would still be able to have all access to your bodily functions, so she wouldn't need to take care of you. 
other than maybe time from time rubbing some ointment on <laughs> if it's hanji i'll let her rub some ointment on me all right ointment such a dumb word it is a weird word hanji says that she can't stay out of the action either and we cut back to the present where Levi tells Magath and Peak that his goal is to kill Zeke. Magath says, it seems like you can stand up to one of the nine titans, but how will you fare against a bullet? Levi, he goes hard in the paint against a man who's been holding down the paint for years. Oh, yeah. I mean, there is so much machismo oozing out of the Dude. television screen at this point in time that I almost could not handle it. Um... The problem with Levi's plan they come up with is that they don't know where Zeke is. But Hanji, as Peek says, is a Titan expert. And she is sure that he is with Eren so Dr. Gigi can make use yep. of his royal blood. We saw, okay, the alien parasitic worm spine. We saw it. We saw the alien parasitic worm spine looking thing consume Zeke with his mm-hmm. tentacles. Grabbed him by the ankle, we dragged him into it. And I am just, you, you talked about the machismo that's just oozing off sure did my goodness man i love hanji but i don't know why i'm doing this i'm just gonna come out and say it i'm shipping theo and hanji i'm doing it oh hey you did that last episode i know and i just talked about her and levi but what i'm saying is i thought it'd be cute as fuck if they live together they're not going to so i'm shipping theo and Hanji. okay yeah this is the new shit hey man you get no arguments here i already told you what a power couple it would be and then we go rumbling rumbling and back out of the OP, the Colossals are still marching. It's driving Jean absolutely crazy in his cell. He's got to plug those ears. Yeah, with as much as it sounds like an earthquake, there's going to be so many delayed Attack on Titan episodes. It would be like a very obnoxious um, noise to get you know stuck in your head. Because yeah. it's like one of those, it wouldn't seem bad, but just like a constant shaking of things yeah. and just thumping ah oh, i could see where that would get on your nerves I mean, how do you sleep with that yeah speaking of sleeping mikasa can't not getting a wink of it we see well, annie that's because her beloved lover is about to kill the entire okay. world <laughs> we see annie trying to get some sleep reiner snoozing next to those apples falco and connie taking a load off around a fireplace and Connie's trying to figure out how to go about this whole Connie's mom is jaw titan plan. Oh, he's going to come up with something really smart to get this guy into the mouth of this titan. Unfortunately for him, he's making a grave mistake, which is watching cute little innocent Falco sleep. Oh my god, he's, uh, so, no. li- we, he's so little. Go ahead, what were you going to say? I was going to say we got to protect Falco at all costs. Got to protect him at all costs. He's so little, he's like the guy who looks like he should be dressed up in his Power Ranger pajamas, falling asleep with his nightlight on, that he was so excited for because he went to Walmart Mm. with his mom after getting a haircut, and she introduced him to the concept of color light bulbs, and so the prospect of his room being lit up in a bluish hue as he's laying his eyes to rest was so exciting for him that he was so exhausted, all of his energy was put out there, and he fell asleep on the top of his bunk bed set that him and Colt use. Oh, that's a and dumb. all that came into my mind just watching him snooze against a tree. But was I wrong? Is that not what he looks like? And not only that, man. We've uh, also right before he, you know, got the jaw tightened, he confessed his love to a, a lady. And I've that. Is there any? This guy has so much balls. I'm. I don't even have the courage to confess my love to ladies. And this little innocent kid could do it. He I did mean, it. 
He did it. Also, if there was one edit that I would accept to my what he looks like, he might not be wearing Power Rangers PJs, but if he isn't, they're Scooby Doo ones. Okay. Power Rangers, what is that? Connie is wondering if Sasha would understand, and then the next day, Falco is very sharp. You know, he deduces that this is not a hospital at all. Well, Connie, he's also thinking, he goes, what plan would Sasha come up with to get this kid into the Titan's mouth? He's like, okay, I think I've got a good one. Come. So he's churning right now. Yeah. Brain's churning. And then you know what he did when he thought that? Yeah. He went, he looked around, he went, I've got to get something to eat. <laughs> it's not a hospital at all. Connie says, yeah, I know. I just want to show you something. Be careful. Yeah, just be careful. That's what I. That's what I said, man. You can't. Two guys riding on a horseback said he was going to yeah. a hospital. Now we're in a deserted town. You're going to show him something. Be careful. Yeah. Luckily, he rides up to a large tent-looking thing. Falco realizes that this is the village of Ragako. Says he heard him talking about it last night. He's put it all together. He was comrades with Sasha. Connie knows who he was, who he's been all this time. He wonders if he's trying to get revenge, and Connie says. Not well, by the way. Uh, no, that stu- that stuff just um, just happens in war. I, then- I love how I love how Connie was saying this stuff out loud. Like it's just too much to just think it in his mind. He's like, you know what? The best the best plan of action is to say this out loud while that kid is sleeping. He's like, he's it's like, all gonna- he- this plan is all going according to plan. He's like, I'm looking at him. He does look like he's snoozing in the top bunk, but so I think I'm in the clear to go ahead and think about this out loud. He reveals his crippled mother underneath the tent, and oh. uh, she's looking good, Mrs. Springer. As crippled as ever, man. Yeah. I've missed seeing this Titan. Can you imagine the crick in her neck? I'm just glad she's not suffering. They're just they're waiting for the right opportunity to, to get her back. And you can tell that she is so excited to see Connie. <laughs> <laughs> her, her eyes just light up. Oh, she's a vegetable. Falco starts picking up on some creepy vibes, and Connie isn't doing a great job at hiding those yeah, vibes. Falco, Falco starts picking up on creepy vibes when he sees an upside-down titan that this man has rode horseback on for hours to get here. Yeah. And then Connie makes a face that portrays him as a 60-year-old man. <laughs> you know, they usually make the gray hair work where I'm like, oh yeah, he's a he's a young guy. But then he makes his face, and between that and the gray hair, he looks like he's 65. He just got older. Yeah. There's, something's up with these faces they've been making, because this was like the Yelener face, like a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. where it was like, oh my god, where did that come exactly. from? Um, but no, they're going to do some teeth brushing, and believe it or not, there will be another oral hygiene comment made later yes. in the episode. This guy's a fucking genius. I've, I was sitting there thinking, god, how is he going to come up with a plan? You just brush the Titan's teeth. Who, how did I not think of that? Phenomenal. He's like, I gotta get him close to the mouth. What can we do? What can okay. we do? He's like, my my squad mates have always called me the idiot of this group. I've gotta think of something good to where I don't look like an idiot. He's like, now if I can r- recall correctly, seven years ago when I was a young man in the village of Ragako, I put those two push brooms out in the tool shed. <laughs> I could use them. <laughs> Oh, he's on. He's on to me. I've got to. I've got to hurry up. 
Uh, and thank goodness that Connie's trying to do this because can you imagine how bad it would be if we let her teeth go downhill? I know. And Falco's such a good guy that he's thinking, you know what? I guess I should help. I should help this Titan out. <laughs> Falco's like, oh my God. He's right. What if she did get a toothache? Yeah, it's putrid. That would be miserable. Who would want to live that way? Just then, Armin and Gabby come riding up on horseback. Gabby tells Falco to get away. And Connie, who is totally not prepared for holding someone hostage, takes Falco by the neck and then uses his sword to threaten yeah. him in a way where if he needed to make a quick execution, he would also cut, cut. off his own arm. Yes, he would. <laughs> he yells to them that they don't understand and says to Armin, a know-it-all wouldn't get how idiots work. Aw. <laughs> That actually made me, it pulled at my heartstrings a little bit. Oh. Do you ever feel like that? <laughs> he goes, I think, I'll, he's like, don't tell me you're about to brush that titan's teeth. And he goes, wait a minute, maybe he does know how I work. <laughs> Do you ever feel like that? What? That I know it all, yeah. Someone, I, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I know it all, yeah. That's, I always feel like that. You weren't calling me the idiot, were you? No. So Gabby tells Falco to use the jaw's power, but he says, huh? What about Galliard? And Connie begins climbing up the ladder as Armin tries to collect his thoughts. He thinks back to Erwin Smith and realizes that if he is to live up to such a man, he's got to sacrifice himself. Yeah, and Armin is psychotic, okay? He's psychotic. There's so many times in the show where you forget how crazy this guy actually is. Oh, well, Erwin is crazy. I mean, and, well, yeah, they're both he glimpses crazy. back to, you know, the season two when the Armored Titans taking uh, Aaron outside of the Forest of Giant Trees and then somehow Erwin gets like 20 miles ahead of them and comes back marching with <laughs> Titans as of himself to, to you know, yeah. put himself in danger and at risk. And then he loses an arm. You remember? I remember that now. That was incredible. The Shinzo de Maisasageo. He tells Gabby to please forgive Connie as he ODMs up to the beams right above the mouth of Connie's mom. He says he's the kind of guy that talks the talk as he jumps, but Connie saves him in the nick of time. I mean, just imagine, Aaron uh, potentially sent back or got these memories to Kruger where it was like, you've got to save Mikasa and Armin. And then the way that Armin goes out is by getting eaten by Connie's mother. Exactly. Crippled mother. And by the way, that bitch was faking it the whole time. Did you see how she sprung Chomped. to action to chomp it? Yes. She's been waiting for this moment. She's been sitting in this position, playing the long game. Those waiting. teeth are fine. They did not need brushing at all. She, what a massive chomp. Jeez. By the way, Falco is a freak of nature athlete. When saving Armin, yeah. Connie threw Falco back, and later we see in the background, Falco managed to catch himself onto on the, ladder. the ladder. I saw that with one arm. One ten arm. out of ten. Oh, what a play. Gabby is... Simone Biles to that. Mm-hmm. We cut back after a little bit, or Cabby... Oh, God. Cabby. Cabby. Gabby has told Falco about Colt, so he's grieving, understandably. Aww. I thought it was kind of a nice way for the show to do that. You know, it was just took that one line of him to say. How do you my think brother. she said it? I would have said it and I would have tried to say it in a way that I, that he wouldn't be too sad. I would be like, Falco, look, when you turned into a titan, you cooked your brother's epidermis. She, that I way, think, it's it's kind of like uh, when you say it like yeah, that, yeah. it doesn't sound as bad. No, that would be really fucking stupid. What I think she said was she was like, 
Yeah, so you're the jaw titan, and then, uh, Falco, you said, I don't know if you remember this, I didn't actually say it back, but we were in the shed, um, and you said you loved me, uh, your brother also died, but when you said you loved me, did you, like, mean that, or was it just kind of this situation, and he's like, what, my brother died, and she said, yeah, but Falco, you said you loved me, what, you also said something about getting married, is that happening now, or are we waiting till later? She's like, I'm just not sure if I'm ready for such a commitment. You know what's sad, though? They've only got 13 years together. Yikes. That's as long as they lived. You know my theory. I'm not falling for it yet. I am. That's how this show's going to end. It's going to be... Everyone dies. No, not everyone dies. Falco dies from his 13-year limit as Gabby is mothering their children. Okay. Uh, Connie, unfortunately, is a self-proclaimed idiot. He asked Armin what was his plan if he gotten eaten by his mom. And Armin gives him a nice answer, but he should have just looked up and been like, what? It was a one-step plan, literally. I took one step off the beam, and that was the plan. Yeah. I did everything I could do. I would then be eaten. I had no future bearings on how the plan was going to go. <laughs> Meanwhile... Miss Springer is in the background like, for the love of God, someone kill me. <laughs> Put me out of my misery, please. And Connie goes on to say, wow, really? You would make my mother the colossal titan? Seriously? If you thought for a second, you would know that would only make her suffer. Yeah, yeah. being the jaw titans completely is way better. There's no suffering coming with that. Right, that's what I said. I said what, a little, <laughs> what a little all-access preview into Connie's titan rankings. The jaw he really respects, but fuck the colossal. Yeah. He really is an idiot. He really is. God, I would just hate if she was suffering. Can you imagine? <laughs> Uh, he talks about how his mom wanted him to be a splendid soldier, but he's not proud of the soldier he has become. Armin shares that he feels the same way, like he can't compare to Erwin. And Connie says, I want to be a soldier my mom can be proud of. So let's go save people in trouble. Trouble. And here's the thing with Armin. You'll never be as good as Erwin. No. Okay? He's the goat. But what did Levi tell you when you got it? He said... You will have no regrets because I chose that to happen. So he needs to stop second-guessing himself, colossal up, and go fight Dr. Genocidal Galapagos right this second. I don't know if you got this part, but then Connie also says, I'll be back soon, Mom. Yeah. And Armin's like, dude, come on. We need to kill this poor woman. Jeez. Spo- hey, spoiler alert. She's the only one that lives. <laughs> Colin Card. We get to uh, it's Rogako Village. All right, Chaz? Oh, whoa, what was the, wasn't there more to it? I thought I saw some words yep. down low. Oh, did you did you read it? I read it. I didn't write it, though, because that was your... Oh, yeah, I wrote it. It's right here. Ragaka Village, hometown of Connie Springer and his crippled mother. Uh, Connie w- would go back often to cover his mother up and read stories to her and brush her teeth with the tube push brooms he left in the tool shed. Uh, Falco is also aware of this village. That's what it said. Yeah, and by luck, she was not turned into the to the Jaw Titan, so she will now not be in misery. Thank she God. was saved. The Colossal. We wanted her to get yeah. the Jaw. But good Lord, if she had become the Colossal, what a travesty that would have been. All right, so we go to Mikasa in a trench coat. How epic was this? You probably didn't even notice this. I did notice okay. it because I was like, wait, has she had that? But I'm glad to know that you, you noticed yeah. it too, and 
I don't know where she got that. She's got some different swagger going on. Did Kenny Ackerman pass it down to I, another Ackerman that he didn't have so much drama with? She takes off this scarf and starts acting different, is what I've noticed. And I'm liking she's accepting her Ackerman heritage. She's no longer an adopted Jaeger. She looks like a detective. She's going to crack a case. So she's in the hospital room with Louise and a bunch of other injured soldiers. And Louise is wearing the stinky scarf. She's wearing the stinky scarf. Also, pretty large beds for a war zone hospital. Typically, you would only see a twin or perhaps even a cot. But no, this place has got full-size beds and every single one of them has bed frames. I, yeah, uh, pretty wild. I haven't taken a look at the budget, but it does seem like we could have put funds into something more useful. Tax-paying money. It's always used for things we don't want or know. Bed frames. It's crazy. So, Why is she here? She really just came for the scarf. I think she really came for it. But we have Louise say, asking her if she just came to see her or just to get the scarf back. Mm-hmm. And Louise said, I, I, I picked it up because I thought it would bring me closer to you. As we get a closer look at Louise's arm under the blanket... Moving around, you know, pretty precariously. Say the name of this character. Louise. Okay, interesting. Say it again. Louise. Okay. Louise? Also, no. Louise. Yeah, that's... Louise. You're Is doing it, Louise it two different Louise? ways. I always, when I see that name, I always say Louise, kind of like I put a Z in there, but the first few times you've said it, and I've noticed in earlier episodes too, you say Louise, and... I don't know. So I've said it different twice there? Well, that time you said Louise, and you said Louise. Huh. Just kind of interesting. Well, as I was saying, we see Louise sniffing the scarf, okay? And her yeah. arm is under the blanket, and it's moving around weirdly. I'm not saying what she's doing, mm-hmm. but it's kind of odd what's going on right there. Yeah. Not going to say anything else. Wouldn't say it. Ronnie, I'm not going there, okay? The show you know, is. I'm not going The show there. is. I'm not. Talking, you're trying to say that she might be touching herself. I don't. I'm not going there. She yeah. says that she has shrapnel in her that can't be removed. But I believe that but she's, she's got trying. at least. I believe she's got at least two fingers in her that she does not want to remove. Yikes! She says she won't be able to see the free world Aaron creates by committing mass genocide. The doctors are looking like, ugh. Yeah. That is not where let's the not, shrapnel is. Let's not go anywhere near that woman. Dig somewhere else. Like, she says that, like, Mikasa is just fully on board with this whole genocide thing. And then says, I'm glad I had the chance to speak with him about you. As we get a little clip of her talking to Aaron. Yeah, you lame you got so excited because he thought that this was the time Louise talked to Aaron when he'd uh, sit down with her and Flock to tell them about his master plan, but no. She was serving him bread. She was. She was serving him bread. Which means, given the hierarchy of the flock squawk, the only thing Aaron ever told Flock was what kind of meat he wanted served with said bread. No, we're going to get the flock talk later. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, we are. We are. Okay. okay? And it's going to be epic. It's going to be a two hour talk. It's going to be a whole episode. Yeah. The flock talk. God, that. Why does everything rhyme with flock? It's really flock. actually crazy. Isayama did it on purpose. He knew. He knew. I'm shocked that so many things rhyme with flock. Huh? I'm trying to come up with something right now, but Uh, I just can't. What you're trying to come up with is when he was, uh, before the episode, we didn't see it, but he was drawing out a plan with shock. 
Wow. You really locked that one in. Wearing Crocs. We get... <laughs> so as we... That was good. That actually, that one got me. Thank you. Especially with that, that Croc dinosaur on the table right yeah, there. Yeah, I know. I like that one. Dude, just talk already. Come on. We get an old shot of Man Bun Aaron with Louise. Oh, we've got this podcast on lock. <laughs> and her saying, he talks about wanting to throw the scarf out. Yeah. He wants his lady to be misindependent. Okay? And by lady, I mean Mikasa. And I know you're not a shipping person of Aaron and Mikasa, but he said he would wrap that scarf around her uh, in season two, now and forever, whenever she wanted. Now he wants her to be free and do whatever she wants that's why he's taking the scarf off ronnie yeah i don't even know what i feel like this scarf stands for anymore i mean aaron is clearly a genocidal maniac and i'm not even sure i would want mikasa to wear the scarf but upon first viewing i was like bitch you better give her that damn scarf back well this girl is just the worst i am not a louise fan mikasa says give it back as lousy look i put lousy right here it Auto-corrected to lousy, I'm just going to leave it, okay? Yeah, lousy as, Louise. As lousy keeps gassing her up, saying she did it for her and has no regrets, and that she followed in her footsteps and just keeps blabbing on and on, and Mikasa just walks away without saying anything. Get wrecked. Get ghosted. We then go to a crew saying the last of the Wall Titans are finally leaving and that the rumbling sounds like the bells of freedom. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, it's just a cleanup crew. They're basically helping get bodies and stuff. And one of them says, oh, I kind of liked the sound of the rumbling. It sounds like the bells of freedom. Yeah. I mean, I'm not shocked that there's people on side of this rumbling, but don't say they sound like the bells of freedom. No, okay, no. come on. It's a little ridiculous. So we get 5F Flock, who is now the commander-in-chief of the Agorists. He's the Flock Cock Squawk leader. Um... I hadn't really put a whole lot of thought into it. I do think that the person who voice acts for Flock does a pretty good job. I don't know if he completely understands the character. He should crack his voice. He should have more voice cracks when uh, giving these grandiose speeches. Because Flock's such a bitch. Well, let's not... Come on. Did you see what he did last episode? More voice cracks. Need more voice cracks. Did you see what he did last episode when he barrel stuffed the guy with the and then I think the two shots that he shot when the guy was already dead, I think he missed them. Our time is now. But uh, you know what really kind of upset me, though? I take back what I said. You can calm, you can calm that because he's in Pixis's spot. We saw Pixis standing up there giving a speech not too long ago. And now we get Flock, Forrester. Yeah, you've always been against Flock, so it's glad that you put that in your notes. He tells them we are now free. Our liberator... Dr. Genocidal Galapagos has triumphed over the world. And he, as he's saying that, what? You know what he's doing, Chaz? What is he doing? He's getting ahead of himself. <laughs> what? He's counting his chickens before they hatch. But, dude, he, they just sent a million colossals. He's crossing a bridge before he comes to it. But the colossals, they're already walking over there, getting in the water. He's trying to outrun a bullet. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> All right, I was waiting. <laughs> One of the goofballs, one of the, I just call, I don't know what to call these guys that we've never seen or heard of before, so I'll just call them goofballs. That's fair. They ask Mikasa if she will join the ranks, but she says she's not interested, as the goofball then points at Flock's right-hand man, Mr. Jean Kernstein, 
and says, well, he's made up his mind. And as soon as I saw Jean, I was like, oh, well, he's not a part of it. He's, he's totally playing Flock. You really think our guy Jean would do this? What did I, For some reason, I feel like you thought Jean turned over to Flock's side. No, I did not. I've got a note about that later. Flock then steals the Shinzo Sasageo line, and he's teetering. I like Flock, but he's really teetering on the edge of me not liking him. Shinzo Sasageo is it's like one of those, it's a refined red, you know? When you receive it into your body, you want to cherish it, okay? You yeah. don't want to overuse it. And this you don't want to overuse it, get shower. sick. You don't want to throw it up. This is like I was showering in Shinzo Sasageos, and it was too much. They're overusing. Yeah. If you overuse something, it's not special. And what do you know? Oh, flock ruins something crazy. That my ex girlfriend, she used to. We would fornicate mm-hmm. one time a year. Too she much anal say, wasn't special. Yeah, she'd always say it's not special. You've always said that, and I I fully agreed with that until I walked in on her and my best friend. We then go to a random town where Connie, Gabby, and Armin are having food and drinks. Okay, this is cool. I like seeing just a normal. We finally have somewhat normal moments right here. Okay, what the fuck is this festival that's taking place in the middle of a rumbling? The the, the Titans have left. This is this is they're <laughs> celebrating. They're celebrating. I'm calling bullshit. They're ce- they're free now, Ronnie. <laughs> There's not going to be any more. Bad things happen. Okay. As soon as the last one left, they're like, fuck, we can have our pie festival and it's no longer orange outside. Bright blue skies. We need to come up with a name for this group. What is this group called? Oh, I, wow. It's such an interesting group. What would you call I know. it? And I, I had to ask you for it because I couldn't come up with anything. Um, I normally, you know, I'm really good at this stuff. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm kind of at a lot. It's so unique. I, I gotta see them. I gotta see them more okay. before I come up with something. I like that. I'm man. thinking something with pie right now, but nothing's working. So let's just give it time. Let's not. Yeah, I don't know if pie is really, really that good. I know you like pie, Ronnie, but come on. Um, hey, bitch, they're fucking bonding over some pie. This is the start of the group. So if you're going to disrespect pie in the I'm relationship, in the pie. relationship it has towards this group, you yeah. can get out. All right, because what are you gonna call it? Yours is going to be something gross. No, it's not. Now, no, I respect not. you for the names that you come up with on this podcast. And I'm not even saying that pie is going to be in the name. But if you're going to disrespect the importance of pie to this group right here when they've laughed about it, yeah, you don't think this is going to memory? They're going to think about every time that these this group gathers that they're not going to say, oh, remember when Annie was eating that pie like a pig? Fuck you. Well, well thank, spoiler. Spoiler, guys. Fuck we're you. about to get there. Yeah, sorry. I Sometimes I get ahead of myself when someone's... So stupid. Well, mine would be something about, uh, speaking of pies, you usually brush your teeth after pies. They just tried to brush a Titan's teeth. It would be something with like a hygienist name. This Annie wasn't there for that. Annie's part of this group. Uh, so now you're, trying to, now. now you're trying to name it after a toothbrushing and Annie wasn't even there for it. Do Annie's you, like the top three important person here. The four, the original four were Connie, Armin, Gabby. So that's and the Falco. crew you're talking about. Well, now they're adding pe- people. They're about to add Annie. No, and it becomes a completely different crew. So we need a name for each group. Every time we add somebody, we got to add a different name. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, so now when we get Reiner later on, then you what's... can call the four. You can call Gabby, Armin, Connie, and Falco whatever you want. If you want to have a teeth brushing thing in there, go for it. But when Annie adds to the mix, it's a completely different crew. 
to the hype hygienist. This guy was trying to come up with a name, and he didn't even know what fucking crew he was talking about. What an idiot. Hmm. Go ahead with your notes. I've got some hot takes about pie. Connie says that they got to feed their stomachs, and I agree with him. They actually they need to do more than that. They need like a couple hours of sleep, feed their stomachs, and then they can go off to fight for whatever they want to do. So they sit down to eat when Armin starts explaining to them that all, if our, all the hardening has come undone, it's likely that Annie has, as we get a hooded woman beside them, choking on pie. Mm-hmm. And guess who it is? It's Annie. It's Annie. I hated that Connie said feed their stomachs. What else would you feed? The, His that's mother. Your body, you know? You can't feed any other part of your body. I put here, she scarfs down this pie like Ronnie does after a long day of doing nothing. Love a woman that can eat. And it is pretty attractive when a woman can eat. But how random was this? This was almost as if this path was determined all along yeah. that they would meet in this position. Annie's also the type of woman, we can bond over eating. You know, I'm not going to get a plate of fries and she'd be like, oh, no, I don't want any. And then my fries come out and she's eating them. We're going to look at each other and be like, no, you just get a plate too. And she's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get a plate. That's I was thinking of doing that already. And then I look in her eyes and I just say, I love you. And see, I, I had a note here because I figured you would say, now this meeting is really random. How did this happen? And I was going to answer with pads. Well, I don't really have a fucking clue where they're at. So you, to that point, you're right. Because it is in just this middle ground <laughs> of this entire place where they're having pie festivals. Um, Shingachina is a little bit more gloomy than this pie festival. Speaking of the pie, okay, I want to get to it. I know my around the kitchen. I'm also man enough to admit when I've been fooled, I have no fucking clue what kind of pie this is. Oh, man. I mean, uh, I do believe I, I that put, it's some sort of savory pie. You know, okay. here in the States, we don't do a whole lot of... We have shepherd's pie, even though that's more of an England thing, but we make it here sometimes. Not a whole lot of savory pies in the States, but it is more of a... Do you, Different if cultures. I, if I say something, pie. it'll make you mad. We have the chicken pot pie, but that's... I've glanced, not what they were eating. If I say something, will it make you mad? Perhaps. I don't know what a shepherd's pie is. You don't know what a shepherd's pie is? No. You couldn't tell me one ingredient in a no. shepherd's pie. And I, if I did, I I want to say... <sighs> I don't even... What is a shepherd? Isn't that a dog? No, it's a keeper of sheep. You fool, once again. You cod. Egg on your face. Now, I examine these pies, okay? Connie looks like he's eating some sort of fruitcake pie. Or the reason shepherd's pie even came into my mind, I was like, is it just a poorly animated shepherd's pie? Because it looked like it had some brown in it. By the way, shepherd's pie, one of the key ingredients, sheep. lamb. Oh, it's lamb. Mm-hmm. There really is lamb in it? There is lamb, meat, minced lamb. Huh. Um, is You know, your typical shepherd's pie. Also, peas. There's peas. And there was some green, so I was like, maybe it's just a, they put a lot of peas, didn't went a little lighter on the mashed potatoes and onions. But if anyone has a good idea, maybe it's a Japanese thing or, uh, you know, just what is this pie? There's a few different it's pies. It's not a Japanese thing. <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with the pies. They had multiple kinds. And here's the, I, you know what it was? <laughs> I believe. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've said pie too much. Well, I'm going to say it again. I believe Annie was on the horse with Hitch and yeah. was like, Hitch, I have not eaten anything in four years. Let's go eat some pie. And that's where they got to this They situation. were downing this with some brown ale, hence why I thought it must be a savory pie. Okay. What is brown ale? It's just a beer. You don't know what ale is? God. It's not brown ale. You can have a different kind of ale, you know, and this is a brown you, ale. Are they really drinking beer? 
You think that they're all drinking beer? I think they're drinking beer. That is just that's incredible. I would have never guessed that. I guess it's right that they're they older. They got like now. mugs, dude. They're... Wow. What do you mean they're older? I mean troops. they're not. They're they, not fifteen anymore. They've got that a little bit more figured out. You know, they're like, oh, you can go die for your country. Sure, you can. You can have a <laughs> beer with your shepherd's pie. Well, it's not like you think Falco's drinking a beer right now. I don't know. I'm. If you don't think that Connie was like, oh yeah, take a sip, my newfound buddy. Yeah. After I was, you're fool. Yeah, you're I, foolish. I would love to see Connie give him a hug and be like, dude, I'm sorry. I tricked you. I know that was awesome what I said about brushing teeth, and you totally fell for it. Yeah. But we're good now, dude. A lot of meat on this pie scene, by the way. We are talking. Yeah. We are talking about it, and we're still not halfway done. I got a whole lot more for it. Keep going. All right. Oh, <laughs> I really do have a lot more thoughts. Go ahead with your next note. Let's. Well, I was going to talk about Hitch reading. Okay, yeah, so don't do that yet. Yes, I my, my thought, this is my kind of, <laughs> this is my kind of place. When you can't order by the slice, you're just forced to get a whole pie. <laughs> you know? That's why you'll uh... never, that's why if you're in a mall, you're never going to catch Ronnie at a Sabaro. Yeah. If it's the kind of place where most order by the slice, I refuse to go there. Because I do not want to be judged for when I order the whole thing. And I want the whole thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> If they walk up and like, oh, well, we have a two-slice special, I say, no, thank you. No. Did you say two-pie or two-slice? I'm going over to the Panda Express while I'll get a bigger plate with three entrees aside, and then I'll also get another side. And you're Because bitch- i got to have the fried rice and the chow mein. Yes. You, yes, and you are absolutely bitch-made if you don't get a bigger plate from Panda. Yeah. I, will, I will agree with you on that. When you can order a meal and they go, we actually don't have a box that's big enough to fit that, we have to give you a separate box to <laughs> enclose... <America! laughs> <laughs> to enclose the entire meal. Yeah. That's when you're doing something right. Every time I get that meal I, on the ride back, I'm just going, America! <laughs> and then, then how do you feel afterwards? And then afterwards, I am just down so badly. Uh, all right, so let's get all to right. Hitch in this pie scene. Uh, a lot of people have been complaining about me apparently saying that I've been slandering Hitch. Yeah, I'm, so one, I'm, of, done. I'm one of them. I'm done doing it. I'm totally done. Hitch, the lady that totally hasn't slept around, comes back to see a letter from Annie saying she she's joining the gang, okay? And I put insert gang title here. You didn't come up with one, so I can't say the gang name. Well, it wasn't the gang you were talking about, so quit lying. And that she's thankful for her talking to her these past four years. Love, your gloomy roommate. And then poor Hitch says, she, she puts the pie down, she goes, well, who am I going to share this pie with? And... I put, well, Hitch is used to sharing pies with multiple All right, men, so shut she'll up. probably just Chad, find somebody. This broke my heart. Hitch gets Ronnie's Hug of the Week. Ronnie's Hug of the Week. <laughs> it's a new segment. I hope you like it. Well, I and actually it, like it a lot. You better say it next week. I will. Annie didn't realize how much of a friend she was to Hitch, and then she just left her in the dust. I know. I. She's also... The type Hitch is the type of woman who will let you wait at the table while she goes and gets in line. That's a special kind of woman. It was so sad. She's no. sitting at this table alone, and there's a ton of people in the background. That, that's what I was saying. There's a lot of lads that would be definitely willing to eat some of her pie. Nope. Two dudes. No, because these two dudes that I saw, they had their arms around each other. And I even thought I heard them say, what would I do without you, friend? Right as she was trying to eat that entire pie by herself. <laughs> Also, I don't know if you heard the tune in the background. I'm pretty sure SpongeBob's hit F-U-N Fun Song was playing. And that seemed a little uncalled yeah. for. I'm sure. 
I know you say that, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people getting a taste of that pie. Do you want to know how strongly I'm feeling? I'll say it right here on this podcast. Okay. Everyone knows I hold a candle for Carla Yeager, okay? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, even though I've been holding this candle, it's, it's Annie, burnt out because she's, she's been dead for quite some time. I am in love with Hitch. I said it, move forward. You went to Hitch. My cheeks are turning red. Keep... What the hell? Okay. Stop it. You wouldn't be the only one. There's a lot of people apparently that like her. And I'm I'm a fan. I'm not I told you, I'm done slandering her. Alright, so we go back to the stronghold of Shiganshina where 5F Flock gathers comrades of the Empire around. We've got Yelena and Anya Capon who are on their knees about to be executed. Okay? These yeah. volunteers, they were traitors. Okay, I think we forgot. You know what's weird about this? Why, as bad as Yelena's been, mm-hmm. why am I slowly like <laughs> kind of on her side? <laughs> what? Uh, what? Okay, you're you're choosing. Oh, I see what you're, you're choosing. You're choosing F F F F F Flock Forester over. I You've come to the good side. First of all, once again, pitiful effort by you trying to turn that back around on me. You know whose side I'm on? Who? Theo's. Okay. And we'll just see what kind of side he's on later. All right? You think if he's on Flock's side, or we'll just see if he's on Yelena's side. I feel like a few phalanges are going to be missing from that mammoth of a woman. You fool. So him and Jean are pointing pistols at him. Okay? Jean is fully... Jean is fully a cock squawk member now. He is a bad guy. Flockton says, Yelena's reasons for rebellion as his dumb lackeys start chanting for her to die, okay? Mm-hmm. One of them even calls her a whore out of nowhere. And that seemed a little uncalled for. You know, I'm not a big fan of hers, but that was... Yeah, I was expecting some quips about her haircut, but that went a little extreme He's like, I, s- I listened to the way you talked about Zeke, you whore. Yeah. And then one of them says, send her to hell. And I was like, oh, Ronnie's gonna love that. These people... Are fucking devils. <laughs> they are. Like, what the hell is up with these guys? Have Do they not have food? They pan across a bunch of them, and they look like rabid dogs. I, I mean, here's the thing, Ronnie, and I'm not saying I would be one of these people. I might I might have been in a previous life, but... I mean, if, yikes. If that mammoth of a woman was trying to cut your balls off, pretty much, the plan she was doing, essentially, was to cut your, your balls off. Would you not be a little mad? No, dude, I don't even know what you just said because I'm still thinking about it. I Sure, we've seen part of Flock Squawk in, I was like, oh, these people are a little bit crazy. They're really buying what Aaron is selling. This was the first time I saw them what they a lot of these people truly are, which is just Devils. horrible people. And I need to see some more friendly people around this place or I'm going to start wishing for those colossal titans to pop a Yui and head back this way. <laughs> well, Yelena... These people she, are disgusting. She would, if I was one of these people, she would have tried to ruin my dream of becoming a father by basically cutting my balls off by going with Zeke's plan, and I'm not about that. Okay. The cockswalk then chants that Ymir's bloodline shall shall last forever. They're getting a little. They're getting in weird territory here. They are. And they all start chanting to shoot her. Yeah. These guys, okay, these guys never learn. I know you're saying it. These guys are, they're devils now. 
And then Flock says, not yet. And then they all do a sigh. This yeah. sigh. Comment on this sigh. I do. I will. This is the one time that I was actually on their side. <laughs> Flock is the worst hype man ever. Yes. He got everyone on board to such a point where I was like, damn, these people are really buying into Flock. Like, he might be... Maybe I was wrong. Maybe he's more, you know, worrisome than I thought. But then he goes, wait, no. How about Anya Capone? <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, what? Like, now you got to get us hyped up to uh, no. kill her. We don't even... What They're is like, this Anya teetering? Capone's not even that bad. Like, we feel like we're on a seesaw. So yeah, then Flockgan talks about the lad Anya Capone and says that he didn't know about the euthanization plan, but said he'd rather die than live under our rule. They're like, she was basically, as Chad said, trying to chop our balls off. He doesn't want to be one of us, but does she? Is she saying that she wants to be <laughs> one of us? Does that not also apply to her? How is he worse? Racist? I know. Really? <laughs> someone should have said that. Well, someone does say it here in a little bit. Anya Capone starts laughing. And I feel, okay, is this, this is legit mm. the only, think about this. We've got the volunteer, we've had the Jaegerists and the volunteers. Besides Flock, our Lord and Savior Flock, Anya Capone is the only one that I think we've had a keen interest to. Yeah. Out of all of them. Also, speaking of that laugh and other things, two things I got for you. First of all, talking about stuff that rhymes with Flock, someone should have thrown a rock at him. Okay. Second of all, I'm saying it right here, I'm starting it. Anya Capone for the 12th version of an on-screen Joker. What a chilling laugh. Yeah, it He's was chilling. He's got the chops. It was chilling. Because it was it was like intimidating, but also sad at the same time. Yeah. It's one of it those. was why you asked if I needed socks earlier. It was because my feet got chilly yeah. because of that laugh. And unfortunately, Falco ate Pac. What does that have to do with what? I mean, it was a rhyme. You said sock. Oh! I said Pac. Nice. Okay. Nice. I had to throw something in there. I couldn't. I've never. I hadn't thought of anything this entire time. I was like, I've got to come yeah, up with yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I liked it. He says, "I did all this to help y'all in I... my hometown, but all it got me was my hometown massacred, and the only one left will be you, xenophobic shits." Yeah, get wrecked. He laughs again. He does another laugh. And after we looked up the word xenophobic, yeah. we laughed too. And after we we typed in how to pronounce it, yeah, we did. We had to do the Google Translate like voice over. Yeah, because I was saying xenophobic, mm-hmm. and then it told us we started laughing. And then we were like, ah, oh, that is the definition. That's so true. <laughs> and says even you insane shitbags should know how insane it is to indiscriminate killing, or how insane indiscriminate killing is. You're like, uh, unlike flock, you rock. On your phone, I already did. You've rock. used it was, that it one. Was, it was That's a different it. version, yeah. you know. Fuck. Hang on, my Fuck. Face. Fuck me. Why don't you understand? And then, as it pans to the lackeys, who all look like they should be bullies in the hit 1980s film Grease. That's nice. what I got from this right here. Yeah. What a film! Great film. On your Capone says. Do something, Jean. As you hear that, oh, yeah, there's a sad tone in his voice that really makes me feel bad for him right here. And I thought, you know what Jean's going to do? He's going to shoot him four times. And then Jean points the gun, fires four bullets at him. But turns out he's got that flock accuracy mm-hmm. and says, whoops, I missed. This was Aaron not catching the baseball all over again, except for 
the fact that Flock actually thought Jean would do this. What a, what a bozo. <sighs> this guy's so stupid I'd cook him up in a walk. I would mock you for that, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, it took you a second. It took you a second. I did the ABCs. But you're, you're quick on your feet. I've always said you were a jock. <laughs> this is such a fucking bad podcast. Let me do the ABCs real quick while yeah. I think of something. Yeah. Go check out the Patreon for more quality God. content such as this. I just balked trying to think of something. Yeah. Runner on first. And follow us on TikTok. That was good. That was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. We don't have a TikTok. Don't even go look over there. Oh, oh I right. think I also had another note here that wasn't a rhyming joke that we've definitely run into the ground at this point. Um, oh, wait, never mind. I don't. It's yeah. just more rhyming jokes that I won't say this time. Let's cock up the rhyming jokes and seal them away. This is what we get to cock. Flock, cock, squawk. Cock. Sorry. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. I don't think it works, but... It doesn't work, but it, we're going to say it does. So 5F panics and says, what's the big idea? 5F, by the way, Yeah, it's funny, doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but it's better than saying F, 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 F. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I can't just say future founder freedom force. You can't say block. that every time. It would, yeah. be, it would be impractical. So he... As he says that, we get Pete, none other than Pete Falange. I've got to say that now that you mentioned it earlier. Thank you. Comes swooping in, takes out like 10 of those those just goofballs. Yeah. Just starts throwing them around and then just swallows up good old Anya Capone, Yelener, and Jean. As Jean pushes freaking Flock out of the way and saves him. I hate to do this. She's got a big mouth. Why the fuck? Would he push him out of the way? He could have let him get swallowed up and then shot him in there. Maybe he was thinking, oh, he's got a gun in his hand. If he gets swallowed up, he'll shoot us. I don't know. Did you see what kind of state they were once they were outside of the mouths? I don't think they could have done it. There was a bunch of rumbling and tumbling inside of that mouth. Flock wouldn't have been able to do anything. And this is like one of your big problems. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he was just thinking he'll pull out that, that... that thing on him. I mean, sure. I'm I'm sure it's kind of the case of you chop off the head of the snake, one will grow back. But like, dude, let's at least get it started. Yeah. Let's make him grow it back. Is Flock gonna die in this show? Yes, he's going to die. <laughs> you really think so? Okay. Okay. I'm on to you. Okay. Does Yelena die? Um. Or just get tortured. Uh, I'm waiting for you know. I'm hoping, holding out good hope for my guy Theo, but I am worried that uh, some bullshit's gonna go down and she's not gonna die as soon as she should. I mean, I wouldn't mind her living. If she got tortured and ended up living. She can live. I just don't need her anymore. <laughs> yeah, her purpose is pretty. She pretty can dumb. come. She can come back in the finale for like the um, the girl power scene. But I don't need her for... <laughs> you know there's going to be one of those, right? Well, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Especially if Hitch is there. Well, she's not. It's going to be... <laughs> Love you, girl! It's going to be Annie, Peek, and Gabby, if anybody. 
Come on now. Well, and Yelena. She's going to be there for it. And and Hanji. I didn't mention Hanji, but she will be there. She will be riding peak. We I get, can't wait for that scene. When Hanji is riding peak, that is going to be so epic. Or roles reverse, peak is riding Yelena. <laughs> she didn't become yeah. the cart titan. She's just riding Yelena yeah. instead. Peak is riding Yelena while Hanji rides peak. Yep. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. So we get Connie, Mikasa, Annie, Gabby, and Falco. I'll say all their names since we don't have a name for them. Do it. They're all together down low saying that the plan is going according to plan. Okay. Did they say that? or was that They didn't note? say that, but that was in my notes. I liked your note. Thank you. It's funny. They've got weapons and food stored up. Okay. They got this, a lot of shit. This is genius right here. I wasn't even thinking. If mm-hmm. you're going to go take out Dr. Genocidal Galapagos, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some effort. You got to have energy. You got to have food. Got to have water. They've got supplies. Okay. Wait, wait. You're saying this was like eye opening to you? Yeah. You were under the impression that someone could just go try and tackle the issue that is Dr. Genocidal Galapagos without rations? Yes. Okay. Oh my God. We're okay. Did they have. Remind me to never go to war with you. <laughs> did they have maneuvering gear? I'm guessing that was a part of it. I'm pretty sure they had a checklist and they checked it twice. Okay. Did they have thunder? Did you see how well stocked those wagons were? I don't think they were going to get halfway there and go, well, damn it, we forgot those things that we're always usually wearing on our person. <laughs> You're right. That was pretty dumb. They take off on horses while Annie looks back to see a mysterious figure watching her. Okay? I've got some ideas going here. Oh, you do? I do. Earlier you didn't. I thought it was I my didn't. time to shine. I didn't. This is the one. I've got one name in mind. All right. Three letters. Okay, wait, wait. Oh, it's three letters? I'm giving you a hint. It's three letters. Three letters. It rhymes with Chaz. (laughs) Okay, terrible. I'm not even going to say the name. You know, ask me who I think it is. Who do you think it is? Keith No way. Oh my God, you are right. You were so freaking right because it was a bald man. It was a bald headed man with a jacket like a oh oh mm, with mm. a crop top jacket that i want to buy off amazon and show off my belly because i'm not gonna <laughs> he was, was he wearing now, it, now was he wearing the crop top or was he wearing the black volunteer see suit? here's the thing the second first time i didn't pay attention the second time when you were like oh who is that you were really trying to figure it out and if i'm gonna be honest i was just gonna say keith no matter what because it's my favorite character but it is totally him he was wearing the crop top jacket and also you could see the very side of what could kind of look like the cadet sim- yes dude i'm just saying this. oh keith okay says, how does he meet up with him how, what what is says, happening here how does he meet keith up with him let's says, hear it I mean, Do you what think, do you, oh my god. He, I mean, he was getting ready to go live in the woods. He's already got maps for the entire layout. Like, he he knows the area like the back of his hand. He's going to find him. No prob. He was looking god. at the, you know what he was doing? Keith Sadies is such a motherfucking G. He was looking at the wagons going, oh, shit, what did they forget? Let me make sure that I get what they forgot. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll, they did get ODM gear. Good for them. But looks like they could use some more fruit. I'm going to bring some more fruit. He's thinking Leonard. So the last time I saw Leonard, she was not talking to anybody when I was training her. He's like, oh, those aren't wimpy tots. Those, there's some crispy tots, and I'm going to go fight tots. with them. Oh, my. I cannot believe I thought it was freaking Daz. You, you came in, guns blazing. 
And I cannot wait for the day that he just comes flying in on ODM gear. Well, okay, he's not going to say anything to anybody. He's going to save him from a Titan, slice it up. I don't know what Titan is going to be. There's no Titans around. Yep. But he's going to slice it up, power slide in, and say... I mean, he's so in the clear, dude. Flock is not even there anymore. Yeah. Who is going to go try and start business with Keith? No one. He's already got the wimpy tots on his side. There's no person who's going to start being the head of the Flock Squawk and go, oh, we got to go get Keith. No. He is coming back, folks. Keep oh a lookout God. over your shoulder. That is going to be back. the most epic moment. And you know what's even more epic about it? When he he meets freaking Peak Phalange yeah. and Theo. I yeah. don't know why, but the- Theo and him, if they meet up together, that's going to be a duo right there. What, Dude. Would the TV explode if Levi, Theo, and Keith were all in the room? Oh my god, up? that is gonna be so awesome! <laughs> oh my god! If thank you for saying that is going to be so awesome because it is happening. Yes. Oh my oh, god! All three of them. Oh, it's gonna be just like this—the last ending scene that we yeah. get in this episode. That's what it's gonna look yeah, like. Yeah, it really will be. Okay. Oh. Why is Annie so cute? I put that in my notes right here. When she was going off her face, she looks so adorable. Yeah, I mean, she's no Hitch, but she is. she's a lovely young woman. I don't rather have her than Hitch. She hasn't been hoeing around for four years. You said you were going to stop that? No, I was saying Annie hasn't. I didn't say that Aunt Hitch was. I just said Annie hasn't. You got me there. So Jean, we go back to Jean, who is in the river at this point, letting out a gallon of peak saliva. Okay. Yeah, cart titan, real Whew. drooler. Her saliva glands are working overtime. I would allow that in me at any time, by the way. Not to be perverted or anything, but I'm shipping it. I'm shipping it right now with Jean and Peek. The They're saliva? Together. Yes. I would let a gallon of her saliva in my mouth at any moment. Okay. It says he ain't ever going in a titan mouth again. But I think he's going to. I think him and Peek are going to be a good duo right here, okay? And that's going to be like some kinky shit that they do? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't agree because Shiana and Mikasa ship her to the day I die, but... Oh, fuck, is so funny. And up. you really... I've got on board with the whole Levi Peak thing. I think they'd make a good couple. But. They are both short. Hanji then makes another joke about the cart being able to stay in form for months and as to why she didn't brush her teeth. Peak says it's a rude thing to ask a lady how often she brushes her teeth. Um, no, it's fucking not. No. What? Yeah, that's, we're not that's asking not, your weight, Peek. That's not a thing. What is that? That's not a thing. I do it all the time. It's like one of my first questions. I'm like, oh, you a once a day or a two a day? And they go, ah, oh, rude. Yeah. Some, that's not something you ask a lady. And I go, I'm talking about your teeth and brushing your teeth. And she goes, yeah, rude. And then my second question is, how much do you weigh? <laughs> Anya Capone then asked Jean when he, did, when he came over to the good side. But come on. My man Jean was never on the bad side. Okay? He has changed from season one. He's a new man. And he would never be on board with that nonsense. This okay. episode could have been called Sunset Part 2. The way that sun is shimmering off this pond, Jean and Onyuk Capone uh, are having a little birdbath in, is beautiful. Isn't it beautiful water? They did that so beautifully. Beautiful. Oh, I, I would love to hold hands and take a stroll beside yeah. it with Hitch. Well, 
She's probably with a few. She other loves. Guys, she so. loves a pond walk. It's one thing about her. Oh, well, you know who I would be. I'd be with Hanji. So as she's stitching my face, Jean then says that he wish he could just stay in that room pouting, but those ashy bones would never forgive him. R.I.P. Marco. You still have half an impact on this show till this day, and we love you for it. And I wish I could be just one fourth the man that that he was when he died. Was it uh, Connie? He came around this episode good for Connie, but uh, yeah, I'd be lying if I didn't say sometimes while wow, Marco could be Connie. He could, but think about this: Jean wouldn't be the guy he is today without Marco dying. Oh well, I know that, but I mean, Marco Marco was pumping Jean up before. He half of his body was decaying. He's just too sharp for his own own good. He was too smart. Got taken out. Yelena is still in shock, and she asks, "Why? Why her? Why did they save her?" She says, "Well, be- yeah. I was wondering the same thing." Hanji says, "Well, because Theo and Peak wanted your big mammoth ass alive, my girl." I was worried. I was like, why the fuck is Yolanda here? But it was all made worth it when I saw that intimidating stare from my guy, Theo. And Theo, you know who he reminds me of? Who? Keith. 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 That look that he has in his eyes is one of those of like, oh, this man is, he's being serious. He just looks more well-rested. He does. It's really the only difference. God, dude, I can't believe you. You said that Keith thing. You're totally fucking right. You're welcome. You know, I told you earlier, I said... Say who it is. You said you didn't have a guy. You said Keith. You got it right. Uh-huh. Okay? You did it. I told you to wait for the I pod because I wanted your react. Imagine if I had told you that when you were sitting there on I the know. couch watching. It wouldn't have been as special. Now we got to share it with the whole world. Yep. And that's who's listening. The entire world. We then go to Annie giving Reiner a signature kick who has been sleeping for what I think is over two days at this point. Okay, Seemed a bit extreme to go for the face kick, but go off, girl. You've yeah. been... She's done this to him a lot. Yeah, You know what? He deserves it. We now have all the crew who are all allies um, now. We've got... Do you want to name them off since we don't have a name for this crew yet? Yeah, you got Annie, you got Gabby, you got Falco, you got Connie, and you got Armin. And Mikasa. And Reiner. And well, yeah. And now this isn't. This is a completely different group from the Pie Group. This is a whole other group yeah. that we got to come up. I mean, with we, you for. know what? We can call that old group the Pie Group. Okay. I think that just fits perfect. Okay, it's not too clever, but everyone will know who we're talking about. You want to know the favorite? My favorite part about this Reiner scene is not everything that's going on around it. I would never step on your notes. Don't worry about that. Okay. But the fact that when we saw him originally go to sleep with Gabby here, it was. It was not this setup. Like you said, he's been sleeping for like two days. He woke up once or perhaps multiple times, and instead of going out and doing anything, he just, you know, constructed a nice little pallet for himself along with some nighttime snacks in the form of apples. Yeah, he did. (laughs) He was like, I'm going to move myself next to this wall so I can lay my back against it. I'm get this pallet. Oh, I got some blankets (laughs) and a couple pillows. Great. I love making a pallet, by the way. Oh, I do too. Sometimes I slept on the floor the other day. Did you? How crazy is that? That's awesome. 25-year-old man sleeping on the floor. It's all right. I mean, if you get to make a pallet, why would you not? So we get the man, the myth, the legend himself say that there's not much time. Let's go. The true hero of this show says, we're going to save the world. 
What a badass line. Can't believe it fell into Connie's lap. Yeah, I appreciate it. He did a good job. It gave us a laugh. Just the fact, if you had said, who at some point is going to say this line, how low would Connie be on your list? He'd be at least the 90th or 91st person. If I told you at the end of season three, I was like, someone says this line later on in season four, who do you think? (laughs) How many guesses? You might have even forgot Connie was a character. Yeah. You would have been like, wait, you're saying I haven't named it? And I'm like, no. I wonder if Reiner was like, really? Connie just said this? Like, he was all about it until Connie said it. (laughs) End of episode. And I want to, we got to talk about this real quick. Talk about it. The Wall Titans. We obviously know that they're slow as fuck. They're colossals. Mm -hmm. Where are they at at this moment? I wonder if they're already in the water. Or if they're like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you brought up a good point about... The idea of um, Colossal Titans just doing a light breaststroke across the sea. Um, I told you, you know, we don't know how this world is set up. I guess every time I've thought about it, they're always just walking across it because they're so big. But like I walking mean, on top of it? No, no, no. Like, they're just walking through the water. Okay. But the sea is very deep, you know? Now, it's not a long ways from the island to Marley, so maybe it's, you know, obviously, I mean, it's still going to be deep, but maybe it's not as deep deep as per se being in the middle of the atlantic they don't need oxygen no i mean they've been in walls this entire time so i mean they might just if they want to have a surveying crew that's on top of the water at all times maybe they go with a strategy of stand on my shoulders i'll walk across the bottom of the ocean you guys keep a lookout or maybe they all just walk across the bottom of the ocean and now think about this too They've got to, they're in a single file line right now. Eventually, they've got to clump together and not be in a single file line or they'll not trample everything. So now, do they get to the edge of the shore before they get in the water and then they make like a clumped group to then push forward? Or are they going single file all the way in the water and deep underwater? They then converge and then come up. Like, we need to see how this is constructed here. Okay. No, I agree we do because, yeah. They've been marching for, what, an entire 24 hours at this point? I guess it is 24 hours, yeah. Like, maybe even a little bit more. And they're just saying they're all finally leaving. Like, the last are Mm -hmm. are going. So, there's some that have the first. There's some, I mean, there's some that have a 24-hour head start. Now, did Dr. Genocida Galapagos say, all right, hold up, let's wait for the others, let's gang up right here? Or is he, and, you know, what... What is the timetable of the rumbling? How long of a process is this going to take? Are we tackling a country at a time? Is he dispersing them all out into like the entire Ooh, world? You're right. You know, it's really. It could be taking so long just because it's a single file line, and as soon as they finally get together and clumped, it's going to be maybe a week before yeah. the entire world. Is we just... talked about it an episode or two ago. It's really going to depend on how deep. They go with the Titans, or they go yeah. in four deep. They go in five, five deep. I think we kind of landed on like four or five deep is the sweet spot. You know, you don't want to over stomp on everything, but you also want to make sure that you get all of them out. Yeah. And if I'm Doctor Genocide of Galapagos, the thing that I'm really stressing about is, hey, this is not when you're a little kid and you're walking behind your dad in the snow and you're trying to stand on the same footsteps as he. We need you to step in the spots where he didn't step. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Yep. We're not getting anything accomplished if you're just following my footsteps. We got to break up the rhythm a little bit. Okay. And that being said, does anybody die 
No. Outside of the island. I'm I'm thinking no. Okay. So he's going to be stopped before he gets there. No. Some people are going to die. I I don't think it's a real quick fix. Stop right. all this. So you, you you got about a week timeline for them to stop him before everyone's dead? Now listen, I like our team that we've got, which is, I think at last count, 10 people or something <laughs> along those lines, if you include Keith, which I am. But it's going to take him some time to figure this out, I think. Keith. That motherfucking man, Keith, is going to be a leader of this group. Sure is. But yeah, I don't have anything else. How about you? That's it. That's all I got. I had a lot of fun. Uh, once again, everyone, the Patreon, if you're interested in that, once I, or I said it again, we had one episode already out, another one coming soon this week. We also have a free... See, don't worry, guys. We're still putting stuff on the free feed if you're not in the Patreon. Now, what day does this come out on the Patreon? That's what we're going to have to pull. We're going to have to see people, hey, you know, when do you guys want this? Because I'm flexible. But with that being well, said, you're not that flexible. on Wednesday, we will have a free Learn a Little Something with Ronnie and Chad. We answer some listener questions. We talk about our make our own makeshift Valentine's Day. We celebrate it a little bit differently. We're not in the shackles of the nation's yeah. fake holidays. We make our own, and so it's kind of the love mm-hmm. podcast. And uh, that's coming out Wednesday, trying to get some people over to the Patreon and... Yeah, other than that, join the Discord, Twitter, at Podcast Chronic. On YouTube. Hey, thanks for shooting us past 200 subs on YouTube. We yeah. are just blowing up on that We channel. asked for it. You guys gave it to us. YouTube sent us an email saying that uh, plaque is on the way. <laughs> it's going to get to us as quickly as they dispose of Dr. Genocidal Galapagos. Yep. Um, cool. All right. I've All been right. Ronnie. I've been Chaz. Peace. Peace.